0: Hello, everyone. This is Fiona McIntosh coming to you on a very rainy day from Riverton. Uh, My absolute favorite time of the year, as I've said to you previously, it's a time of coziness and warmth and no guilt at not rushing around and being active. But also um, with the sun not out and inviting you outside, it's easy to find things to do inside that are selfish like reading and um well for me it's perfect for writing um it sort of encloses me and envelops me and the moody day helps to write helps me to write emotional stories so I really do love this time of year um As you know, lots of people write to me and they do ask for some requests from time to time for me to talk about things. And one of them was perfume, which we've done. A regular request um, is sort of tongue in cheek, but I know why people ask it. They say, can you tell us how you have so much energy to pack so much into your everyday life. And I understand why someone would say this. I do look like a a ridiculously busy person, almost um, annoyingly busy and frustratingly busy. And it is not meant in any way for you to be sitting at home thinking, well, I don't do all that, nor should you. That's the point. I am someone who has... um, An's in my pants, I suppose you'd say. I'm not very good at sitting still. And since I've been in business, and I've been in business since I was 24, I've had this feeling of um, I, I, can't, I can't waste time. I have to fill every minute of the day and be productive. And in your 20s, that's easy because you've got boundless energy. And at that stage, I had no, no um, children to worry about, Um, you know so it it was very easy to cram the day full of lots of um, valuable activity productive activity and I was always hoping prosperous activity the thing is I never really grew out of that I nothing has changed and so I've stayed that very um, busy person that if I'm not busy I'll create work for myself how ludicrous is that I must admit to you, I find it very, very hard to sit down, say, on the sofa and lose myself in television unless I'm sitting down to watch something specific that I want to see. That could be anything from a sporting fixture through to a movie unless it's specific and I've turned the television on to watch that and now with streaming drama, I've got even more control Over what I watch when I watch it and how I watch it and with whom all of that it's brilliant Um, because I have that control I can watch when I have time I don't have to watch it when it's on so to speak and so you will never find me during the day sitting down and catching something that is on um, because I have to I've got every excuse in the world for not doing that And the other thing is I never take naps ever. You know, I'm not saying I don't fall asleep um, in my chair sometimes, but that's usually at midnight, you know, Um, but I will never uh, take a a nap through the day. I mean, I couldn't think of anything more damaging to my well-being to, to actually, well, A, I'd wake up with a headache and I'd be grumpy. But also B, um, once you fall asleep, you can lose an hour or more. And then I'd wake up and think, I'm never going to get that time back. So I am that kind of person. I need to be super productive. So there will be other people like me in the world and there will be other people like me uh, within this audience who are listening and they'll be nodding and thinking, I know, I'm like that too. So that gang of people that I belong to, we do um, keep ourselves ridiculously busy um, overachieving all day long but this also goes back to how you're wired and I think from very young uh, to sort of start answering this question of how I do it from very young I was always someone who set myself goals and the minute I set a goal and I usually write it down the minute I do that it sort of becomes important that I then uh, achieve that goal. Uh, By the way, if you can hear some little tapping in the background, I'm not going to try and cut that out. That's a little foxy terrier who's 23 years old. He's a bit blind. He's certainly deaf. Um, He's got Dementia. He's certainly on his way. And he just keeps coming in and out of where I'm sitting to check I'm still here. Or, I don't know, to look at the wall. Whatever it is he's doing, he's tapping around. His little toenails are clicking around on our floorboard. So forgive me for that annoying sound in the background. But um, Mr. Boo's been our friend for 23 years. And he can do whatever he likes, including interrupting my um, podcast. So where was I? All right, so... I have always set myself these goals, Um, and what I tend to do is I write them down because, as I say, once I've written them down, they become part of me, and I have to do it. And if I don't achieve that goal, then I've somehow let myself down. So I'll only write something down if it feels important, or it's urgent, or um, I don't know. It's some sort of there's some sort of emotional need to do it. So. These, these goals can be dreams for the future or they could be something I have to do next week. So I've been setting goals all my life and now I find it easier as I become older and more forgetful to actually write lists down anyway. I am a bit of a list maker and I get that sort of sick pleasure and only another list maker would get this of ticking off something on the list. And there are two things I hate very much in the world. One is somebody adding something to my list that I didn't want there, you know, somebody else's handwriting on my list. That can freak me out. I don't like it. My husband might write, oh, you know, can you pick up my, um, you know, my electric chainsaw chain that's being sharpened at the hardware store? You know, if I see that on my list, I need to tear up that list and rewrite it out because I can't bear anyone else's handwriting on my list. It's very personal thing. Or, and here's the other one, is if somebody ticks off on my list. So if they think, oh, you've already done that, haven't you? And they tick it off for me. Um, No, that's another big no-no. I'll have to rewrite it out again. And I want the pleasure of ticking it off because it is a, uh, you know, it's a, a goal reached and that's your reward is being able to say, I've done it, that's gone. Now, they could be minor things. When I write out the daily list, they're minor. It could be make a doctor's appointment, don't forget to pick up milk, finish chapter three, contact the publisher about um, stocks of the Lavender Keeper. Um, you know, think about whether you should take a course in, I don't know, watercolor painting. It's all these just very little things, some of them major, as in important, some of them minor, that can carry on to the next day. But I make out a daily list of items I need to get to. And I'll usually do them in order of, I won't write them down in order of importance, but I'll tackle them in order of urgency. So I'll get some of the little stuff out of the way really quickly, leaving the bigger things to tackle through the rest of the day, or I'll deal with the most urgent things. Um, Now that daily list, if I don't get it all done, I'll feel I've let myself down. But there are certain things you can't get to because I don't know you couldn't talk to the person that you need to talk to or um, you know somewhere was closed that you're trying to make an appointment for whatever the reason is that can carry on to the next day it's obviously not an urgent one or you would get it done beyond the daily list I make a weekly list and those are all the items that I really must get done this week now these things keep me on track you know I like it because it keeps me focused on on the on all the tasks I must cover for the week and it's just for me it's not for anyone else but it does mean I'm very productive because I'm always trying to tick off my list beyond the weekly list I have um I don't do a monthly list but I do have an annual list now these the annual list is something that I start I write down, usually on New Year's Day, when we're all bleary-eyed from sitting up the night before, um, counting down to midnight, I usually spend um, New Year's Day in a bit of a blur, and one of the things I will do during that day is write down my goals for the year. Now, I have personal goals, and they're always the same. They're always the same. They've certainly been the same for the last 10 years, and that is drink more water Get more exercise, lose some weight. Those are the eat less chocolate. Those are three, four things that always appear every year, which means I'm not being very successful on those. Um, But I, I just make myself aware that those should be very important personal goals. There might be a couple of other personal goals that I have on there that are just very private, very important to me to make sure that I do do over the course of this year and there's no rush I've got a full 12 months in which to achieve this. The um, And then the flip side of my goal list will be my business goals. Now I always set myself there's never more than about five or six and I set myself goals that I must achieve through the year connected with the business and it might be make sure I get the um, the next historical fiction uh, book written to deadline it might be make sure I'm researching the one that comes after that and um, it could be increase I don't know uh, increase my audience for my newsletter uh, it might be something like this set up a podcast and get it going the the simple um, business tasks that improve my business, improve my professionalism, improve how I'm looking after my readers, that's what, or, and my audience, that's what it, it's always about. Um, and now I have to uh, say that I always, and I don't know if anyone else does this, I'm sure people do, but I d- have been doing this since, um, well, since I was 19. I started setting a major goal or two for the decade so I had 10 years in which to achieve whatever that goal or two I was setting myself. And uh, they've been very real and very important for me. They carry me through a decade. They keep me um, motivated and they keep me inspired because those goals change each decade and they're always um, they're always very challenging. Whatever it is, it's very challenging and I've got, Time and um, on my side to gear up to it and then try and kick that goal. So, examples might have been that through my 20s, uh, well, when I was 19, I knew that for the decade that I was going to move into, I wanted to travel and I wanted to set up my own business. And I did both. Um, by the time I was, let's say, by the time I was 24, I had my own business. By the time I was 25, I was involved in travel and moving around the world, and so that's, um, you know, that was the middle of the middle of the decade, and I felt good about it, and it meant that I had another five years to really develop that side of of the, those particular goals. As I was approaching, you know, going into my late twenties, I was twenty nine, and thinking about what comes next. I was married by then. I knew that in my thirties, what I wanted more than anything was family. I wanted. Um, a couple of children, and I wanted our um, our business to be flourishing. I wanted us to make sure that we were in a strong position for to have those children, and that I could have the independence to raise those children um, without being so locked into work that i couldn 't take time off to go to their, um, you know, carol services or their, um, you know, their sports days and all those things. I wanted independence. And, you know, these are important things. So I'm telling you this... um, only so that you know that I, bec- because of the goals that's what's keeping me busy through my 40s it was well as I was telling 39 very obvious one I wanted to write books I wanted to move out of the business I was in my children by then were coming up to being 10 years old and I was re- and they were sort of getting more independent they were in the school rhythm um, we were working beautifully as a family and you know it was time it was time for me to claim back time for myself no longer just being wife and mum um, and this business owner but I wanted to do something really selfish that was about achieving something um, that felt good for me and for me that was writing books and so by the time I was 40 I had my first book published by a major publisher and so that was brilliant because I achieved that in my first year and um, I had nine years then to start developing it. Um, through my 50s, it was all about the masterclass. I wanted my book writing to be Powering, you know on all the jets that I had but I also wanted to fulfill a promise I made to someone very special who you all know probably called Bryce Courtney that I would help other writers and so that's what I set myself up to do through my 50s that I would set up a successful uh, course for writers that would equip them um, mostly to give them the confidence to tackle their own projects, to not second-guess themselves, to not worry about what anyone else was doing, but to just trust themselves and to have a go and to surprise themselves at their own inherent talent. Um, So a lot of that is about overcoming the inhibitions and the lack of confidence that sits amongst so many new writers. And because I was determined to make it fun and feel very free and feel very safe, to come along to one of my masterclasses, masterclasses. Um, that was the goal, that it would um, sort of unchain them from their own fears. And I think we've done that. We've now got 300 in uh, in the gang who have all passed through the masterclass. And, you know, we're now a force to be reckoned with and publishers come to us and ask what sort of talent we've got. Have we got anyone writing this sort of thing or within that sort of genre? We're pretty well known now. So, um, I was very, very pleased to achieve that. As you know, I, or some of you may know, I turned 60 this year and I was able to do it nice and quietly in isolation because I hate parties and I hate. Um, Oh, I don't like I d well, I just don't like those sort of big gatherings or raucous gatherings. It's just not for me. Um and so I was very pleased to turn sixty at home amongst a few people that I loved. There were some people missing due to COVID. Um but, you know, we can we can we can make amends for that when all our borders open up. But I knew that I had to set a new goal for my 60s and the one major goal that I'm setting myself for this decade, so I've got a whole decade to do it, is to um, see if I can get one or two of my books into moving pictures. I don't mind if it's movies or the small screen but I would love to see Um, some of these stories make their way into um, the screen and I would love to have a go at writing a screenplay. That's maybe a secondary goal in this decade, having a go at writing a screenplay, but mostly it's to see if we can get something going that people who've loved the books could actually go and watch them unfold on the screen, which would be so exciting. Um, so that that's my goal for this year. And that's what I do, you see. I, I set these goals. So those are the annual goals. But if I take it all the way back to the beginning, which is that I set a daily list of tasks I have to get through. And it could be something like... Um, uh, find a lemon and coconut cake and adapt the recipe and bake it and see how it comes out. It could be something like that. And that's why, you know, I, I often say to people, oh, I think nothing of jumping up and starting to bake at 10 o'clock at night. And I really don't because it's on my list. I know it's something that I want to do. And I don't sit there and stare at the list and think, Oh, I can't be asked doing this. I very rarely think I can't be asked because if it's made it to my list, that means I want to do it. So it's important to do. And if I'm not going to do it today, well, I need to flick it forward onto a day when I am going to do it. So that's how I always look like I'm across a lot of things. It's because I'm working to a list, I'm fearful of failure, of not ticking off my list. And while I will transfer some to other days, for the most part, I want to get everything that's on today's list ticked off because it's very um, satisfying. It's part of the pleasure of um, the reward for me is knowing I've done it. I've done it, you know, everything that's there can now be... um, um, folded over to tomorrow's list. And uh, for me, that keeps me very, very driven. I write my books like this, and anyone who's come to my masterclass will know that I go on and on and on about the word equation, I break my books down into small, achievable chunks. I don't try and think about the big picture. I never think about the huge marathon, the journey that's ahead of me in a book. You know, writing 120,000 words it is an enormous mountain. And when you're starting, when you've, you've just written out chapter Words chapter one, and you know you've got 500 blank pages and about a hundred and thousand words waiting, it is very daunting. So, the way that I tackle that is to break it right down into today's words, which is just like having today's list. And I know that I've got to write just for today this many words, whatever I choose it is. And then, when it's broken down into that manageable little chunk. It's a list, part of the list I can tick off and that goes on the daily list. Write my 1,500 words or write my, um, you know, 2,000 words or maybe I've got more time and I only have to write 1,200 words a day. Write my 1,200 words and that's one of those all-important ones that never gets ignored and never gets flicked over to the next day and there's a real satisfaction in ticking it off. And so this is how um, I manage myself and I manage my time. And also it means when I've ticked something off, I don't linger. I go to the next job. Um, I don't think, oh, I'll just jump onto Facebook and see what people are saying. I never do that because I've got this list that keeps me absolutely um, rigidly moving through the day. And some of them are wonderful tasks. It might be something like, um, you know, start work on the new newsletter and let's do a section on perfume, on the perfume that's driving you nuts at the moment. So very few of these tasks are heinous or uh, Feel like hard work. They're usually enjoyable tasks, but they're tasks nonetheless that have to be seen to through the day. So I'm not sure if that's going to make a difference to anyone. And I'm not suggesting everyone start living their life like I do around a list, but um, I am a natural born list maker. So when I'm packing to go overseas or even packing to go for the, a weekend somewhere, I make a list because. You know, there's for me, there's nothing more distressing than arriving somewhere and realizing I've forgotten my um, chargers for my phone or, you know, I didn't put such and such a bra in and I love that bra under such and such a top. Yeah, I'll I'll write it down to, yes, make sure you have your, you know, lemon um, Simon Pirelli bra or something like that. I make these lists and it seems... It seems very organized. Um, That's the only part of my life that is organized is my list. The rest of me is absolute chaos because that's the only way I can be. I like being a bit chaotic. I like being a bit unpredictable. Um, If you could see my desk, everybody around me shakes their heads. They can't believe that I ever produce anything because I live beneath a mountain of paper and sweet wrappers and You know, funny little things I pick up in the garden or whatever, and they're all scattered all around me. I work in pure chaos, but my mind is very organized. Why? Yes, because I've got my list that I can work to at all times. So I've probably prattled on long enough about this. Um, If you are someone who you feel, wow, my life is getting away from me, Um, days are going and they all feel like the same, well, then I would say to you, have a go at the list. Just see if it if it, if it can keep you corralled and focused on getting jobs done, um, and they 're not jobs like clean out the cupboard, although yeah, that would go on my list if it was really important, but things like um, you know clear the dishwasher i wouldn 't put that on my list because that is part of life 's daily routine in the same way that i wouldn 't put on my list brush my teeth I mean those things must be attended to or life will collapse but it's more the tasks that um, other people aren't going to do for you um, or can't think about so it's more about your personal tasks for the day Um, but if you are someone who's at home and you don't work and maybe you don't have loads of hobbies or your hobby is all consuming and you aren't getting to life's um, Necessities, then yeah, make a list. Clear the dishwasher, um, you know. Make the dinner, um, bake some bread. You know, you can make that list, and I bet you get it done. I bet you do because that list stares at you all day long. And and if you get use different color pencils or different color pens, it's lovely. Write it in red and cross them out in green that you've achieved it. This sort of thing. All these funny little quirks I use that give me a little ping of satisfaction that I've achieved what I set out to do. All right well I hope wherever you are that you are cozy and happy and bright and healthy, that you're feeling optimistic because we should. We've all got to stay very optimistic through this time. Things are good in Australia where I know we're having little um, you know breakouts but essentially we've all been so very tolerant, patient, obedient. We've tried to live by um, the regulations that have been set put down in our own best interest, and that's why borders are beginning to open and we are returning to life slowly, sensibly. So um, do stay optimistic. I'm, uh, we're beginning to talk about travel for next year, so we're being very positive, trying very hard. It's it's good to take that frame in mind. We're even booking flights that we can change if we have to, but we're booking flights for research for the, uh, the books that I have to write um, and also for some pleasure. I'm sure all of us, the minute we can, we'll be busting out to get on planes and go to places. But in the meantime, stay happy, stay bright, keep talking to each other and um, lots of love to you wherever you are and I shall talk to you next time. Send me some requests. Bye-bye for now.